All right. Welcome to Bible Bitches. Um, so excited to finally be back. Um, we are, we, you know, we took a hiatus last year for no reason in particular that I can think of. No, um, no reason. There's, I can't think of one thing that happened last year in 2020 <laughs> that would have made us no. want to stop being as both of us work in the healthcare industry. <laughs> And like politically, it was just boring, truly. Totally calm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, and I am here with Laura Barclay, who Hello. is a, uh, was a Baptist minister in Louisville, Kentucky. I, I, still, I, I still am. I'm just. Oh, you are? Yeah. Yeah. You don't like, your ordination doesn't run out. It's like. You're just non-practicing. Well, I'm still a minister. I just am not in a pastoral function. So ba- basically the way I identify is an ordained minister and I am a therapist. So I like that I've known you for 10 plus years and we've been doing this podcast for three or four years and I'm just now asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's fine no I think you know I mean and there's there's that thing where you know somebody so long that it's just like you accumulate knowledge and yeah 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 will you introduce me now (laughs) for sure I'm here (laughs) with one Sarah E. Hoff and I know her in a myriad of ways including but not limited to the fact that she is awesome the fact that she is an expert on, um, and, and I would say that she's mastered divinity. Um, she is uh, my go-to on feminist studies. Um, and also um, she has cosplayed as She-Ra and is maybe the most convincing She-Ra I've ever met in real life. That's so complimentary. Thank you. You're a badass. You're a proper badass. I really, you know... I really want to dress up for Shira as Shira for a Comic Con at some point. <gasps> Do it! I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But I need like a He-Man or at least the like. She had a unicorn, right? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 No, you need a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. I need like a uh-huh. big inflatable unicorn. I'll like take around with me. Yes, I affirm that. I have I have a uh, a floaty for a pool that's a unicorn that you can one hundred percent borrow. Oh my god, that's perfect! I can just put it on. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, you can just have it because that'll be amazing. <laughs> that would be so good. Yes, I. It's funny because I've been researching costumes that I can make or sort of like acquire and cosplay as that have masks so I'm thinking about like feminizing a a winter soldier um costume because I feel like masks are going to be in vogue for a hot minute um yeah I don't really want to be in a crowd without it so you know nobody's nobody's like they've issued a mandate where like you can take out like you don't have to have the mask on in public anymore if you are vaccinated mm-hmm. and everybody still has their max 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. i <laughs> am the winter soldier now like this is that's my identity <laughs> i know it's it's changed so much like now i don't have to like make eye contact or smile at people i don't have to worry about brushing my teeth 
with any kind of consistency. <laughs> I know. This is what white women have always needed, permission to not smile. Yeah. <laughs> the masks have given us this. We do not want to give it up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so welcome back, listeners. We're so excited to be back. Um, and uh, you may have noticed that we've been on a very brief hiatus um, for, you know, just really no reason. Nothing's going on. Just, Mm-mm. just you know, Sarah and I happen to work in the healthcare industry. Um, it's seen a little, a little increase in action in the last year. You may have heard of something um, called Corona a virus. Um, little something that just that doesn't ring any bells I don't know I mean I I do just come up blank when anybody says anything about the year 2020 I just have no memory of it that's a solid coping skill (laughs) just forget it happened it just just does it yeah like uh I was at the doctor's office today and they kept asking me questions of like when I'd last come in and things like that and I kept being like ah, like two years ago and they'd be like so 2019 I'd be like maybe put just 2018 for all right. of that. you're like you're like girl I work in the healthcare industry I'm I I do not want to talk about it right now no. <laughs> uh-huh. please don't bring up these terrible memories right. oh. yes <laughs> um so to give you guys an idea of like what we're doing this season um, because of just the fucking burden, like the weight of COVID-19 and just all of the politics. Like last year was wild. Right. We, sur- we survived, you know, uh, I feel like a fascist, you know, regime, the continuing. We sur- um, we're hopefully continuing to plug away at some really important racial justice issues um and we're still in the throes of a global pandemic and so neither sarah nor i have the bandwidth to do a great deal of research like we would normally enjoy doing and the the um you know halcyon days of 2018 and 2019 um (laughs) so we're we're gonna we're gonna lighten it up a little bit this season um tell us what we're doing sarah so um as as you all know i grew up super christian like super super christian homeschooled we were only allowed to listen to christian music that kind of stuff so this this season we're going to do a throwback and we're going to um review um 90s christian contemporary christian music we're gonna it's gonna be great It's going to be, for me personally, it's just going to be like a long moment of just like cringe, but I'm excited about it. I feel like it's time to confront that. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm really excited about this too, because so while Sarah grew up completely immersed in the culture, um, my, my parents were Christians, um, but they were not really steeped in evangelicalism. And so um, when I was in Christian high school, you know, and, and would, they would ask, are you listening to secular music? You know, my parents were blasting Elton John and being like, yeah, you know, uh, we were, we were listening to the good stuff. And so, 
um, my interaction with some of these songs was they would, you know, they would be the only acceptable music to listen to in our study hall. Or if we had, you know, study week in school um, or could work on a worksheet, somebody would be like, oh, put on jars of clay on, you know, on the CD player. Um, and so this was my only, that was my only interaction with it. And then every, um, I think it was Tuesdays, every weekend uh, we would have chapel. And so some of these songs are cemented in my head because I heard it so much, but a lot of the popular stuff, um, that is stuff that I maybe only heard once or twice and I'm not very familiar with Christian artists of that era. So uh, Sarah, tell, tell the lovely people about the format that we're gonna do. Yeah, so uh, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a loose format. Um, and so I've, I've put a compilation of songs together um, on Spotify. Um, so you're the welcome. The wildest to playlist ever. <laughs> if you want to just like crawl into a hole and be like, oh my God, memories are like enveloping me right now. Um, go there. But uh, yeah, so I've put together this compilation. Um, I'm, I'm basically doing it by like level of cringe, but in that kind of uh, how you put together a mixtape. So you don't start with like the most cringy you start like, and then you like moderate and then you build up and then you come down to like something soft and then, you know, hills and valleys from there. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to start. So what we're going to do, like the format is that I'm going to tell Laura the, the title of the song and her some just like general information and then we're going to pause and she's going to listen to it and then we'll come back and talk about it. And I've already heard it like multiple times. I've made notes. So this is my, yeah, I, I will be blind reacting to this. There is, we are completely unscripted this season. Bible bitch is raw. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So the song that I've chosen to start the season with is called King of the Jungle by a one Stephen Curtis Chapman. His fans know him as SCC. Um, it was from, it's from the album um, Heaven in the Real World that came out in 1994. It was certified gold. And like other songs on this album, uh, what is this thing? Um, other songs on this album, where are you? Is you, uh, you say King of the Jungle. Is this about Tarzan? So, that's something I was going to bring up. So it definitely has that like real stereotypical like bongos and that like <laughs> kind of thing, but with some horns. Also, interestingly, um, it's the same year that like Lion King came out in 1994. Yeah. So there is definitely like a whole thing with uh, that imagery, I would, th- I would say. Mm-hmm. Another song. Another song on this album was called "Dancing with the Dinosaurs." Oh, 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 oh! This is '94. Jurassic yeah. Park came out in '93. That's my favorite. Yeah, that, movie yeah. yeah. Um, one of the. Re- I mean, obviously, I couldn't find a ton of reviews on this stuff. Um, but one of the like user reviews on Amazon was like said that the Dancing with the Dinosaurs song was somehow like a nod to um, what's the purple dinosaur? Barney? 
Barney. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. How? Why would you not do a nod to like Jeff Goldblum? Like, <laughs> listen. This is this is like Christian bubblegum pop right here. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. we're not. He like all of the reviews were like he's tackling these heavy issues, and I was like, no disagree hard pass anyways that's even too much background really um so listeners we're gonna pause for like one second five minutes because that's how long the song is but for you it'll be one second yeah for you it'll be one second and then we'll come back okay okay we're back initial thoughts okay that's a that's a lot to unpack um Okay, so initial thoughts are that, okay, I like how the first paragraph, okay, the first paragraph, he's like talking about there's too many irons in the fire, there's too much on my plate, and I'm like, I get that, I feel that, we all feel that, there's a lot going on, right, so super relatable, mm-hmm. um, and he's like looking for the key, right, I guess to unlock a non-stressful existence. Hold on. A part that I love right there is, is this that happens. Hold on. Yeah. Um, this part, which is like, I feel like so cliche for that time period. Yeah. Where it's like, do, do, do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that he's got this, the problem of daily stress and then his, he's just got a real simple solution. Right. And that's, uh, I, the Lord of the rough and tumble. I want to know more about that. What is that? He says that the Lord of the gentle breeze is the Lord of the rough and tumble. Um, yeah. Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah so like one of the first things I noticed is that like every lyric is a cliche like yes right too many irons in the fire I'd be pulling out my hair yes um so okay so for the listener the very first stanza is well the day has just begun and I'm already running late with too many irons in the fire and too much on my plate I'd be pulling out my hair if I could just get one hand free and I'd stop this world if I could find the key. And then there's that like, (laughs) and it's just like more cliches from there. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. I, uh, so he says, Lord of the gentle breeze is the Lord of the rough and tumble. He is the King of the jungle. Um, which is, you know, again, as you said, this is going on at the same time as Lion King. It's the year after Jurassic Park. And I don't know when George of the Jungle came out, but it was somewhere in the 90s with um, what Brandon Frazier. Yeah. Um, I don't know when Tarzan came out, but that was in the 90s. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot going on there that is part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, the jungle was having a moment. Jungle was having a moment. Yeah. Um, and it's also the sound, the song it sounds very jazzy. Um, okay. So I'm still, I'm like, all right, I'm keeping an open mind. I mean, he has used, he said, God is still on his throne. All right. It's the nineties. We're using male language for God. All right. Mm. Um, 
it's part of it. Um, okay, people say this world's a jungle. Again, that's part of, that's another cliche. And sometimes I must admit, I'd be scared to death if I did not know who was king of it. And why is there gonna be a king? I mean. Well, and like the, so one of the, like one of the most obvious themes in this is like environment, right? Like the jungle and the insinuation, I think that like God is this lion because the lion is the king of the jungle. Like Aslan. (laughs) yes like and then like with with all that like the gentle breeze and um and all this kind of stuff but uh like there's no like I really like bumped against the so everything is under his command in that kind of environmental sense because the that there is that like real problem in the Christian in like a specific kind of Southern Baptist or other kind of really conservative Christian narrative that God is, it has dominion over the earth. And therefore we can do whatever we want to the earth because God has given us um, like control. Right. This is, and this is the same era as, okay. So um, Bill, this would be Bill Clinton's like second, third year in office. The election was 92, so second year in office. But a big part of the Bush one administration would have been cap and trade policy, which was a very weak, you know, if, uh, you know, if a a business creates too many emissions, they can buy uh, emission quotas from a business that has less emissions um, and buy their extra so that they can make more emissions, right? So there's, there's not really a whole lot of environmental policy going on at this point. Um, so it's just interesting to note that in the zeitgeist. Also, the line before what you said, so everything is under his command, he says, but the truth is God created the whole world in, with his own hand. I feel like that's a statement that could go either way, right? You could say that and then be like, now it's your responsibility to care for it. Or it's just like, oh, remember everything's up every, under his command and everything's fine and you can just lay back and coast. And I feel like the rest of the song is just like, chill out. God's, God's got control of everything and you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and they even like, that's part of the, like the stanzas that come after that, the repeat. Um, It's, you know, it says he is the king of the creation, ruler of the earth and sky and sea. Notably, they leave out air. Um, And in between all of that, it's, he spells out K-I-N-G, of the J U and that spelled out Y O U. I think that I actually think that that's just, I think that that's honestly just a um, interpretation or no, it's just like a, like Google algorithm error. Oh, maybe. Um, But yeah. So he's, he's King of creation. He's always in control. Um, If God's always in control, then we don't have to do anything. We're on autopilot. Yeah, it's true. You just worry about your immediate family. You don't have to worry about anybody else. Well, yeah. Don't so, worry. You know. No. So, well, and, and like, I think that that's, that's kind of what I, I now have so much criticism about in these, in these kinds of songs is that they're really, uh, they're really trying to, approach or broach like pretty significant philosophical and theological issues but they're like watering it down to these sand sound bites 
that really don't, um, don't like give the topic the seriousness it deserves. Like, yeah, like this, like lay back, it's cool uh, vibe and like jazzy horns in the background and, you know, eh, it's, it's all good. <laughs> that is not how they should have been in the early 90s with the environment. Mm-mm. And I don't, like, truthfully, I don't think that he's meaning to address, like, the politics around the environment Mm-mm. at all. Uh, <laughs> I think he's just trying to say, like, oh, you don't have to worry about your life because God is in control. So, you know, your husband's beating you. You don't have to worry about that because God, God is in control. God has a plan. Right. Well, you know, okay, so Stephen Curtis Chapman is a, is a straight white male, as far as we know. And, you know, his, I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I don't know anything about his life, but I would imagine that sometimes he gets stressed out by the pace of it. Um, and so he's talking about, do you get stressed out by the pace of it? Well, just chill because God's got this. There are, that is a very privileged perspective. That is one that is not the, the, the norm of most people um, that have a whole lot more to deal with than, than just the pace of life. Um, yeah. And also I'm thinking about an episode that we had in a prior season with my niece who was very concerned about the environment and how what her generation as Gen Z was going to have to do in order to turn stuff around. And so God's, you know, king of creation and uh is in control that's not good enough if we're you know that's god can be a part of this god can be uh you know a part of creation but we have a responsibility to take care of this earth that we live on and this is kind of vapid yeah i mean it's totally vapid i think that that's going to be a theme yeah um i think that's going to be a theme um yeah or if they are or if they are like really like I know that this is sincere but it's not that like worshipful sincere and the mm-hmm. songs that that like coming up that I have earmarked that are like wor- like worship songs they're so sincere that it's it's like cultish to me yeah. um and um so I'm, I'm excited about those <laughs> but yeah like for this this song and the whole album I mean Dancing with the Dinosaurs, and um, there were some like uh, there were some other songs that I can't remember. Um, Heaven in the Real World, Real World is the is like the the first song. I feel like there's like a specific name for the first song, but it's the the first song, and it's you know the the reviews I read were all about how like Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, is trying to give the listener like hope in a like a bleak world kind of thing mm-hmm. and and I like I don't I don't know I mean I guess maybe maybe that's just like what art is or what Christian art is supposed to be yeah um maybe. but I also don't think that it it's not challenging no, it, it isn't. I mean, I think that's, that's the, that's at the heart of this, you know, again, I don't, I don't know him 
as a person. So I, I don't want to speak to his character. I really want to speak to this song. I think that part of the issue is that this is a very individualistic kind brand of uh, it, it's it's I'm stressed. God's got me. It's cool. God's in control of everything. Right. Um, that's that also doesn't speak to the responsibility that we have to not only our environment, but to others. And mm-hmm. I think that if Christian art is done responsibly, we're thinking about how do we love one another, right? What's our responsibility to our neighbor? What's our responsibility to the earth? Um, and this is, this is a very American brand of individualistic Christianity that has been perpetuated since, you know, European Americans arrived on these shores. Um, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I mean, there are other artists. Like, I, I'll, I'll stand by some um, Water Deep. Um, I, I don't remember their whole discography. And also, FYI, listener, if you ever listen to them, they came out with a new album like last year. <laughs> Wild. I am excited to listen to the good, the bad, and the ugly in terms of Christian music because I know virtually nothing about it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like it's, it's a, it's, I think, I feel like it's a genre that necessarily uh, excludes itself, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is kind of like an ongoing theme I see with a lot of this, of just, Christian culture in and of itself. Um, I mean, let's let's not forget the whole like conservative Christian narrative of like we are constantly oppressed and you know governments coming for our like religion like all that stuff. When in fact it's like been like it has been I don't know proven multiple times over that that the government gives. Southern Baptist uh, Christian institutions and uh, organizations a lot of fucking money. Um, and if you but, doubt this, just just Google the religious right and Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I'm getting kind of off on a tangent now, but it's a, a theme, another theme that's going to come up with this is that is that whole like going back to the the sound by the like not just real surface level kind of thing and i i got to wonder if it if it's super intentional mm-hmm. like uh i mean i think that that's just the way it pop songs but also you can't deny that whole element of christianity that asks you to not think for yourself mm-hmm. right well that's i mean i think it's part of the theology of those of those churches and organizations that have aligned themselves and so it's i mean it's not nigh on doctrine right uh Mm -hmm. in in a roundabout way so yeah i mean it's it's problematic i i'm always gonna say look if we believe that people are of god then everyone can look and think for themselves and yes, we should do that in community and in conversation with one, one another and not in isolation, but we shouldn't just blindly accept what people tell us. That's no. not part of it. Yeah, no. And also, I, I mean, 
I think for my own self, that narrative of like God's in control and he'll show you what he wants you to do, like it makes it really hard to find your, to know yourself. Mm. I mean, I don't think that that's really something that they want necessarily, mm-hmm. but anyways. Well, Sarah, this has been a journey. I am excited for this season. I'm excited for this, this quite the playlist you've put together. <laughs> um, I, I can tell you that this song is not one that rang any bells to me. Um, I, I will be excited if there is one that, uh, and, and very transparent if there's one that does ring bells to me, but I, I don't feel like I've ever heard this before. Um, so I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah. And I'm excited we're back. I know, me too. Me too. I'm excited. Um, Yeah, I think we have a lot of like fun stuff on the horizon. Yeah, and we're excited to have our listeners along for the ride. Um, You can always um, follow us on Twitter at Bible Bitches. Um, And also you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, any other venues that we're SoundCloud, on? iTunes. Yes. Um, You'll yeah. find us. You'll it's find true. us. <laughs> if you're we're listening to this, you have here. found us. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Um, yeah. And we want to thank Miss Eves for uh, the intro and outro music. Yes. yes. And um, Aaron Smith Aaron, for the artwork. Yeah, at Aaron Doodles. Yes, thank you, Aaron Smith um, at Aaron Doodles for the artwork. Um, Mm -hmm. We're so glad that you were able to do that for us. And um, we will, we're back and we are excited to hear from you listeners. Uh, If you have any songs that you want us to go through or that you have like a special connection to um, from the 90s, feel free. Slide into our DMs. (laughs) Exactly. so we're so excited we're back bitches (laughs) all right bye bye